This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast. This is episode number 92. I am Craig, your host, and over there, he is... Chris. Chris, uh, here's what I want you to do, Chris. Uh, this... <laughs> Uh, for those listening on the podcast, you won't be able to see this, but if you are watching on YouTube, you're going to see the worst ugly Christmas sweater of all time. <laughs> I, I don't know if I'd go Chris, that yeah, just, far. Just bend up a little bit. Is, I, is, I the, s- is the mic in the way? Let's yeah, yeah. I want to see. Uh, that is Santa uh, defecating into a chimney whilst <laughs> reading a newspaper. Uh, so I, I didn't have an ugly Christmas sweater to uh, match it. So I just, I went classy. Yeah. He, he, you look like a college professor. I've got the shawl collar. I've got the elbow <laughs> patches. Um, I'm, I'm looking very cozy for this, yeah. uh, for this late December episode. Uh, but today we're talking about more things, more important than the holiday spirit, Chris. I, I don't like know. Money. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> possibly when, when people <laughs> ask me about my shirt. So we just had a, a, a Christmas party for one of my businesses and, um, I figured I'd just leave it on because it'd be fun to have on the on the show. But yeah. I, I tell everybody, you know, some people get gifts from Santa. Some people get coal. People who are on the extra naughty list. It's kind of an exclusive list that I am a member of. <laughs> this is what they get. It's, uh, I, I am, I'm not well pleased by this sweater. It is horrific. <laughs> it is truly horrific. So today we are getting into the numbers for November. This is our final episode of 2021. So we're going to be talking about November 2021 numbers. Uh, now that those are all in and we're ready to talk about them. Um, now, we have a few things to go over before we get to the profit and loss, et cetera. Uh, Chris, why don't you kick us off with what you wanted to start with? Um, so today I kind of wanted to start with, um, we, we got a Facebook comment from Jose, and, and it's actually a really good Facebook comment. I don't agree 100% with it, but he was talking a little bit, and it, it, it's got me thinking a little bit about what he's saying and um, you know, kind of life and business in general, but you know, he basically came back. It's in reference to the, it's an episode he did about 20 episodes ago. I think it was episode 73. And it, it, he was talking about the, uh, I referenced a book called the top 10 distinctions between, um, millionaires in the middle class okay. by, um, Keith Cameron Smith. Okay. And he, what, what he kind of did was he took a little bit of an issue with it. I'm going to, this is maybe, a, a ho- Jose, Jose. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, he he says it, it's problematic to stereotype about people's socioeconomic status, which I, I I agree, and and that you know quite frankly it's disconnected point of view from a millionaire, which I I do agree to a certain point, but the, you know the book it it it's the distinctions between millionaires and the middle class, not necessarily millionaires and the poor. I I, I grew up middle class, um, and and so I you know I I would consider myself for the most part fairly, um you know, self-made. I, I paid myself through college. Mm. I, um, you know, joined the military to help with that. You know, I, I, I did a, a few things that got me to where I'm at. So I, it, it's not like I, I was in the same class that I, I guess you would call me now as I was before. And then he, he kind of goes on and, and said that, um, you know, you, you can't say that people work multiple jobs to make in meets are comfortable living like that. And, and, and I agree and it appears that those in uh, let's see it appears that he fails or i fail to talk about why upward mobility is so hard for those in lower classes 
because trying to sustain oneself, let alone a family, makes it extremely difficult to to risk to take risks like starting a business. And, and I totally agree with that. It, it is especially when you're just trying to kind of make ends meet um, and and feed the family, and you're already working two jobs doing that. It, it's it's really hard to make that leap into the kind of the next next class. But you know, I I, I kind of look at my great grandpa on my father's side, you know, sometimes making those generational or those socioeconomic shifts are generational and it, it, it takes a while. Like my great grandpa or my grandpa, um, grew up in, you know, really meager means. And, you know, he, he, he kind of got his family into the middle class and, you know, hopefully I'm getting my family, you know, even higher than that at, at a minimum upper middle class. And, um, so I, I see where you're coming from, Jose. I, I, I totally agree with a lot of what you're saying, but I, I also think people need to realize that, you know, we're kind of in our, to a certain extent, we're in control of our own destiny. And there, there are people who have made it from, you know, a point where they're wondering how they're going to get their next meal to being very successful. And it's, it's one of those things that it takes determination you know, I, I well, think, and it, it, to Jose's point, there's risk involved, and it's really is. tough to take that risk. And sometimes that risk pays off, and sometimes it doesn't. And I'm sure for every what's his name Keith something, uh, for every Keith Cameron Smith, we could probably find plenty of people who took a gamble and it didn't pay off. So yeah, yeah I, it, I think it's a, it a is, perfectly it, fine point for sure, absolutely. And and I I really appreciate him making that comment even though he you know he's kind of disagreeing with me a little bit because it, it oh, makes me man chris yeah yeah i know <laughs> it makes me kind of <laughs> think and become retrospective on right. things but but ultimately I, I think you know one with the podcast one of the things that i'm hoping that the podcast does is help people make that transition um and, and get into a better socioeconomic situation than they are right now whether you're would consider yourself, you know, kind of in the, in the lower realms or the middle realms or the upper realms, you know, hopefully this podcast can help you improve from where you are right now. Right. Yeah. It's not easy. Um, and, and it is risky sometimes, but, uh, ultimately, uh, no, no reward without a little risk and sometimes a lot of risk and it's hard. And if it's not the right time for you, I mean, you've said this many times before we are talking about tips that can help people. It's not like every single person out there driving a truck right now needs to jump off the high dive and do the things you're talking about. Uh, For some people, this podcast is going to be preparatory to their journey to eventually taking that step, right? And maybe it's helping your kids with it. It's maybe, maybe it's because I I think one of the things that I would say that I have been exposed to that has really been a big part of helping me make that transition and that a lot of people aren't is I've seen people around me do it. Like I, mm. I saw my grandpa go from one situation to another situation. I've, I've seen, you know, my parents have talked about it. They brought me up. And I think having that example and having people instilling that mindset in you that it can happen, that you can get better is really more so than anything. One of the contributing factors that have have given me that attitude and 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 really kind of that i don't know what you call it the mental ability and and desire to do that and and a lot of times people aren't exposed to that like especially in those lower rungs of of our society they're not exposed to that and i think that in in a big sense 
holds people back as much or more than anything else. And, right. and if people disagree with me on that, I'd love to hear what they what they think. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's then that's a sincere thing. So uh, what you left out of Jose's comment was when he said, um, "Love the podcast at the very beginning and also at the end." keep up the good work. Well, thank so, you. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did say <laughs> that. Just I, wanna, uh, I, I guess my point just being, uh, we appreciate the comment and, and actually we love thoughtful comments like yeah. this. It's not how dare you disagree with something Chris brought right. up. And, so. and I, I think that's a good point. Like, I think he, like I, I took that comment from him as super sincere Yeah, and, and I really, really appreciate that. I, it, it's always good to hear other people's point of views and perspective on things. It seems like in society these days, we can't take, other people's disagreeing point of views and have a good conversation about it or still like care about the person. It seems like either you either agree with me or I hate you. I, I, and I hate that. Like, I, I don't, I don't like that. Hey, I mean, you know, well, he, he hates me a little bit. Everybody. So. <laughs> he likes me. Jose likes me. He oh, he doesn't right. like you. That's yeah. fair. So that's, anyway, that's Jose, fair. thank you. And, and one thing, one more thing that I want to say is like another thing that kind of goes with this is a comment that I think I've made before that I really like that. I've heard Dave Ramsey say is, um, you know, it, 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 it's, again, it's kind of this controlling your own destiny. I think to a great extent we are in control of our own destiny. Um, and, and he says that, uh, um, something along the lines of, of people worry too much about what's going on in the white house and not enough about what's going on in their house. And so like, we need to not worry so much what the government's doing, what, you know, the powers that be around us are doing what's going to have a bigger impact on our life is what we do. Well, there you go. I, I, I feel like you need a, if you drop my mic, I'm going to, I'm going to be very upset. Uh, these, aren't, I'll find these, aren't another the, one. these aren't the kind of mics that you drop. No, uh, no, 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 no. It's uh, okay. So uh, anything else on that topic? That, that was, think, that was pretty heavy stuff. It was so, pretty heavy stuff. I don't yeah. want Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Merry Christmas. Or happy holidays. However you celebrate. Yeah. No, we don't want to be exclusive, Chris. No. All right. We, but we should uh, talk about numbers. We okay. should. Miles, money, et cetera. How are things going? Uh, now, as I recall, October was a phenomenal month. Yeah. Uh, rates were starting to pick up, holiday shopping, et cetera, et cetera. So was September. Um, right. September was gangbusters as well. How did we do in November? Not, uh, not quite as good as those two months, but oh. still a very respectable month. Okay. All right. Yeah. So not quite as good. Uh, let's start with Miles Run with four trucks out on the road all month, right? Yep. Okay. How do we do? 44,905 miles. 11,000 so miles a truck. Hey, that's yeah, pretty good. Pretty consistent with what we've what we've been doing. Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. That's miles per, or total miles run. How much of that was deadhead? Um, a, and this was a little lower than normal. 2,061, which is 4.6 miles. Okay. So I think that's actually, I went back and looked at the historic numbers. That's the best we've had in over six months. Okay, very nice. All right, so uh, forty-four thousand miles. I got a total revenue number of what? One hundred fifteen thousand nine hundred ninety-two miles or dollars, which is actually the lowest we've had since we've had four trucks running. Oh, really? Yeah, which is kind of surprising. Okay, well, I think we're going to get into what contributed to that, we but will. I think we should talk about what's the all-in rate per mile then. Two dollars and fifty-eight cents. 
Okay, two fifty eight. Now it has been better recently. It has, I recall. yeah. It, so this but and this it's is not a bad number. It's not a. It's it's a good number overall. But it, again, it's another one of these things that has kind of surprised me a little bit. It's actually the lowest we've had since July and August. Th- those two are both right around that same amount, which is which is unusual. Usually, November is one of the highest when you have a higher rate per mile. Okay. And I think there's kind of some contributing factors to that. Um, one of them is uh, we, so it's kind of interesting. And, and this overall, our, our mileage per truck is about where the, where it's been, maybe, maybe a thousand miles less, but we essentially had three of our four drivers take off basically a full week uh, around Thanksgiving, which is, is normal. Well, well it, in other industries, I should say. In other industries, it may be. And, and in trucking, I, I would say a full week is probably not normal. Yeah. But that's okay. They wanted it. They've worked hard. We were fine with them taking it. But that's just kind of some of the reasoning behind, I think, some of those lower numbers. With that being said, it, it's still something I will kind of want to keep my eye on, um, especially the rate per mile. You know, the fact that guys were off a little bit, it may have contributed to the lower rate per mile because we may have had to take lesser paying lows to get somebody home at a certain period of time. Right. And, and so that, that all impacts it, but it, it's still unusual to see that happen in November. And so I'm, I'm kind of wondering, all right, do I need to keep my eyes open? Is, is the, is the strong freight market that we've been having starting to turn? I, I think it's way too early to tell that, but you know, this is one of those things that kind of makes you think I'm going to kind of keep my eye on things sure. over the next couple of months and see what happens. Right. Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a little signal flare want to keep an eye on it okay yep. no, sounds definitely good. definitely not time to get all freaked out about things but definitely it's one of those things you're going to want to keep your eye on for yeah, the next yeah. little while. so stay well, tuned and uh, you know you've talked if i can go back to the vacation issue uh, you've talked in the past about uh, as a business owner there are things that you can't necessarily control um, or, or that I mean, maybe you can control them to a certain extent, but you know, you also want to be a good boss and not say no to somebody's vacation request if, if at all possible. Uh, but that's kind of, we've talked in the past about, you don't know what next month is going to bring. That's why savings is so important. That's why having your, your financial house in order is so important. Uh, so that if it's, you know, Hey, this is November. Uh, it, we could have had a little bit better month, but some guys wanted some vacation and you know what? We were in a position to say no problem. Yeah. Right. Yep. And you uh, should be, I mean, that's, that's yeah. responsible business ownership is to be in that kind of position so that, you know, you don't have to make business decisions that affect other people's well-beings because you haven't managed your business right. well. Exactly. And that, that, that makes for a bad situation for everybody. Right. So, um, all right. So the uh, total revenue then you said was uh, one one fifteen or mm-hmm. just shy right. of 116,000. Right. Um, what about profit? $25,499.06. Sounds pretty sweet so, to me. So it's still pretty good. It's about 10,000 less than it had been the two previous months, but mm. I 25,000 for four trucks in a month is pretty good. Yeah, that sounded pretty great to me. So, yeah. um all right. So all in all a good month, but definitely some things that you're watching out for. Uh is there anything else that contributed to the rate per mile or any any repairs, anything weird happened this month other than uh, just kind of a, an odd November schedule wise? So those things wouldn't affect the rate per well, mile. Well, no, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, trick. the profit. Sorry. The, yeah, you so know the, the I mean. profit, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there there were a few things on the profit and loss statement that kind of stuck out to me this 
this month. So first and foremost, um, maintenance and repairs were actually a little bit, not, not crazy low, but a little bit on the lower end of what we're used to seeing around $3,000 combined maintenance and repairs. So that's, um, a, a little lower, but not too low. Um, the, uh, the tolls is one thing that's really kind of starting to creep up on me. Interesting. Yeah. So it, now this is something out here on the West coast. We don't deal with nearly as much no. as say the Northeast. Uh, so tolls. Yeah. So we, we ended up spending, I think it was about it. I don't know the exact number, which kind of <laughs> okay. make kind of, I, I don't really like, cause we've kind of what we've been doing is every time pre-passes is, is what we use mm-hmm. for the tolling system. And, um, every time a pre-pass bill comes in, we've just allocated $20 towards the equipment and, um, the rest of it to tolls. Okay. Well, what's happened in the last little bit is because our, we, we've added more trucks, they've started billing us weekly instead of monthly. And so we're paying the $20 or allocating the $20 towards the equipment once a week when it's really only $20 a month. And so we're, we're a little bit off in our, uh, I think our tools and equipment budget mm. is a little high and tolls is a little lower than it should be. So my gut tells me, you know, even tolls, even though tolls shows somewhere around 1500, it's probably closer to 1800 for oh, the wow. month, which is, is definitely higher than it has been. And so it's, again, it's one of those things that we may need to kind of keep our eyes on. We don't have a really good system for kind of managing and controlling tolls because some of them are unavoidable. Some Mm -hmm. of them make financial sense, but some of them not so much. And, and that's, you know, we talked a little bit about in the last podcast about our, our annual goals and kind of making things scalable. This is probably something we ought to add to that list of, uh, you know, how do we, how do we handle tolls? Sure. Now this is actually something that I want to ask you a little bit about from the perspective of one of your drivers, uh, is, uh, the issue of tolls, is this something that they are paying attention to? They know how much the toll is. They know how much their truck is costing in tolls every month. Uh, I, I guess I'm asking because um, if somebody out there is an employee driver and thinking of uh, of taking the plunge, is this an issue they need to learn about or is this something they already know because they see it every day? I think most drivers don't. I mean, they, they've got a general understanding of it, but not as good of an understanding as they would want to have if they're going to own their own company. And, and they're right. the ones that are actually paying the Forking toll bills. Yeah. yeah, Because there's a lot of situations where you may save 10 miles and, you know, 10 miles and 15 minutes by taking a toll road, but it's going to cost you 20 bucks to do that. Probably right. not worth it. And um, so just being able to understand you know, kind of the cost benefit of, of the tolls, you know, sometimes if it's going to save you, you know, 15 miles and, and an hour, and it's going to cost you 20 bucks, that's probably worth doing. Right. You know, it's just, it's being able to make a good decision when, when it makes sense, pay it, do pay the toll when it makes sense, avoid it when it doesn't. Okay. Interesting. This sounds like an entire episode at some point to really dig into how tolls work and how to smartly manage them. Yeah, right? we, we probably could. So I, I would say two things like people that are listening to this episode, I'd love to hear how you manage your tolls. Cause that's one thing that I really, I feel like I could probably do better and learn more mm. about. So I'd, I'd love to hear other people's perspectives on it. And then, and then two, yeah, give us an idea if this is a, a an episode, you know, the tolling thing is something you'd like to 
to know more about. Absolutely. Um, okay. Any other uh, takeaways from the PNL that you want to go over? Yeah, there, there's a few things. So we just, and this one's kind of minor. It's probably just to the tune of a couple hundred bucks, but uh, we're still incurring a few expenses for truck number five, even though truck number five, mm. we haven't taken possession of it yet. And we, it's still stuck somewhere between us and the manufacturer, probably still waiting on a computer chip. So what kind of expenses are you incurring? Is it like, did you already sign up for insurance and all that stuff? Not insurance, but we've, we did sign up for like the, we added, got the pre-pass. We ordered a handful of things early because everything, the supply chain wise Mm. is just, you never know when you're going to get it. So, you know, like the pre-pass thing and the ELD and a handful of other things. And so it's it's just kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to pull out from that report? One, uh, one more thing. Um, our washout. So when on our profit and loss statement, if you look, I've got a line item that's washouts, and mm-hmm. I, I that, that kind of actually misrepresents things a little bit because it it's washouts and also truck and trailer washes, and and I don't really distinguish between the two because I, I don't want a profit and loss statement that's got fifty different line items for <laughs> every little thing. It just gets too complicated. So I've I've got those combined in one, and and that's kind of increased a little bit as well. I think it's probably more it's winter time and trucks get dirtier a lot faster and they're probably just getting washed more. And it's the yeah. first time we've had four trucks in a winter time. And so that's probably more so what the, it is. The numbers are just making your eyes pop a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah. And so I, I'm not overly concerned about it, but I, again, one of those things I probably want to keep my eye on a little bit. Yeah. Uh, is this, uh, is this where we go on a rant about sand instead of salt? Or, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know that I have a huge, I, I, I probably should have more of an opinion on that, but, uh, um, I, I'm, I'm not a passionate sand or salt guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, fair enough. Uh, Chris, anything else, uh, from the numbers this month, uh, solid month, not mind blowing, but solid. Anything else you want to talk about from this? I think that's it. Okay. I don't even have an impact tip for this what? month. Yeah. So, or this episode. So, it, um, sorry. So no, why Chris, this is your Christmas present to the world that this uh, episode is only what 20 25 minutes long something like that uh yeah <laughs> so is the christmas present that it's short that's right yeah, yeah they okay get their, they yeah get back there to you their go life. merry christmas yeah i don't know yeah. <laughs> unless people love for some reason our witty banter uh, i don't know whatever i could tell you another story about me as a teenager or something well there you go yeah if you have is one that's as good as the last one man that was killer that <laughs> was have, a good one i have so many stinking stories man <laughs> i have so many stories all right well uh maybe we'll tell a story but uh for now we're gonna call it for this episode and uh thanks for coming in chris and thanks everybody else for listening and i'll see you later yeah we'll see you see you next episode merry christmas happy holidays however you celebrate the uh, Hope you're having a good end of your year. Absolutely. Enjoy 2022, everybody. See you Do you want me to tell a story? If you've got a good one, yeah. Okay. I've got, I feel like I've got it. Since we're gonna, since we're starting a story, I'm getting a little more comfortable on the couch. I'm going to yeah. kick my feet up and sit back. So uh, entertain me, Craig. Let me, let me tell you. So... Chris, I'm a city boy. All right. <laughs> I I grew up in you didn't you didn't milk cows and move pipe like I did. Believe it or not, I have milked cows and I have moved pipe. Oh, moved pipe. My dad uh, grew up as a spud farmer in eastern Idaho. So I've done all these things. I uh, just not, not on regular. Not on the reg, yeah. as they say. Uh so yeah, definitely I'm I am a child of the suburbs. <laughs> Let me tell you about the time I slaughtered a chicken. Okay. In a bathroom. In a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so this was uh, this was in France, 2006 uh, in France. This would have been July. So uh, do you remember the bird flu epidemic? Yeah, you bet. Uh, it was a big thing back in 2006. And because of the bird flu, uh, the U.S. put an embargo on European fowl. Okay. I'm living in France at the time and uh, just working as a missionary. So I, it's me and me and my companion. We're always together, the, uh, us two. And then there's another companionship of missionaries that lived in the same apartment. Uh, uh, so me and my companion go out and one day. We're in the bus and we get a call uh, back in the early days of cell phones, Chris. <laughs> we get a call <laughs> from the other companionship. You guys have got to get down here. Get to, it was like kind of the city hall. Uh, is kind of on the outskirts of downtown in this town. We were in Rennes, France, for anybody who is keeping track. Um, and we get down there. The bus is driving. We're getting pretty close. We're a mile out. The bus is driving along this road, and there's a chicken running along the sidewalk, <laughs> just like booking it down the sidewalk, kind of keeping pace with the the bus. It was the most amazing thing. It looked incredible. And what, what in the world is this? The bus turns the corner. Turns out that chicken had escaped, and there was a field full of twenty thousand chickens. Twenty thousand <laughs> chickens. Okay, so, so this one got out, and he flew. He flew the coop. Literally, what, flew here's the, coop. the thing. No, this was at City Hall. This was at City Hall. There were chickens everywhere, and there were three uh, tractor trailers with uh, with their you know. Oh, so a lot of chickens flew the coop. So uh-huh. the the French farmers, uh, the geniuses that they are went and protested the American embargo by taking their chickens to the French, uh, like their, their city hall. It was like the county seat kind of thing. And they, so they, they, I asked a guy, I said, hey, what is going on here? And he says, well, but, you know, he told me about the embargo. And he says, so our chickens are completely worthless. We got to let them go. So they just dumped them so at they, city hall. So they dumped three trucks worth of oh chickens gosh. at city hall and then uh. left. <laughs> so this nice American... Decides he's going to take care of the problem by so, taking one of the chickens home. So we're, we're talking, so there are four of us now. The four, like, uh, um, I think we were all Americans. Maybe there's a Canadian sprinkled in there. I can't remember. <laughs> um, these four Americans. We're talking to this guy. And we're, that, that's amazing. And you're, so you guys are just leaving? And uh, I said, can we take one of the chickens? He's like, hey, I'm not doing anything with it. Oh, whatever. Who cares? So we, uh, so my buddy puts a chicken in his bag. We had like shoulder bags, right? So he puts the chicken in his bag. We take the bus to the train station. We take the train all the way home. The chicken is kind of like rustling around. And everybody on the subway is like, what in the hell are you doing? Uh, we get back to the apartment. It had literally laid an egg in the bag. This is not a joke. This, I have uh, photographic proof of this. Laid an egg in the bag. We took it uh, into the kitchen. We're like, okay, well, here's dinner, I guess. But none of us had ever slaughtered a chicken before. Uh, I, I won't describe exactly how I killed this chicken, but I will say it was more traumatic for me even than the chicken it was not great and then we we uh, that was in the kitchen and then we took it in the bathroom and and kind of uh dressed it in the uh, in the Plucking tub a chicken's not easy no it was not it was not clean uh it was not safe but uh but we did eat some uh, chicken soup that night uh, and was, was it good it was the not chicken thank was you not thank you for asking it was not great the egg was pretty good. Though. I I kind of want to see like if you've got time, you ought to pull up that picture, find that picture. Uh, they it. they are they are not easy to look at. <laughs> 
Even the egg in <laughs> no, the bag. This, well, the egg in the bag is one thing, but like for somebody who knows oh, so what they're doing, you've got doing, all the gruesome. You've got all the, oh, the yeah. carnage yeah, pictures yeah. too. Mm. Yeah, no. If if somebody who knew what they were doing looked at the pictures of us slaughtering the chicken, they would like report us to whatever. Yeah, I don't. Authority. I don't think I want to see that. It it, was, has the statute of limitations expired? I hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, no. Since then, uh, that's that's uh, that is the biggest animal I've killed that's uh, a good, since then. Yeah. So. Uh, there you go. I've, I've slaughtered a few chickens and some rabbits. Yeah, it's not not a fun thing to do it, if no, you're not used not. to it. Yeah, it's it's messy. So that's there why you I go. Get, that's why I get all my meat at uh, Costco and. Oh yeah. Well. Oh. Uh, so yeah, if you've ever if you've ever heard the uh, uh, the cliche about the French and their uh, they they call them greves uh, the protests or what do you call it when people go on strike strike yeah. when you go on strike uh, yeah it's uh, it's a whole thing they love them. They do that's them all funny. the time, and that was that was their grev that day, I guess. That's a so. good story. I like that. There you go, Chris. All right, let's go. I'll right. see you. Have a good one. That's funny.